Facts of Faith on SAFM. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith. I'm Nayelu Pondor. I want to get until 11 o'clock. Let's begin. First and foremost, if you're one of those people who would like to join in the conversation, feel free to call me right now. 0891-104207. 0891-104207. It will be to your best interest to start dialing right now. You just might not get in if you want to weigh in. All right, today on our program, we focus on issues pertaining to music. I don't know what it is about people of faith who think that we know what they're saying when they say what they say. Give us a simple example. You will notice on a constant basis that there is something called Christian jazz. And then you wonder, isn't religious music supposed to be sending a message or communicating a message? When you listen to that saxophone coming through there and you're not a Christian, would you ever be able to pick up what that saxophone is saying? Is it saying Amen, Hallelujah, or Jesus? What is that saxophone saying? Is the saxophone sending a message to me or a guitar or a a piano? It seems as though this kind of music does not serve its purpose if you don't know the song the saxophonist is playing. And then... There's this, uh, what do they call it, Adana? It's this call to prayer by the Muslim community. You'll hear it, it's supposed to be five times a day, and you'll hear it in a loudspeaker. If you're passing by a Muslim community, you will hear that. And when you hear, they are saying things you do not hear. You can assume it's probably Arabic because they generally use Arabic, but if you don't speak Arabic... Who is it meant for? It's supposed to be a call for prayer. And so I asked this other gentleman, he said, well, it's meant to call everyone who wants to pray to pray. And Muslims, people who submit to God, are supposed to hear it and come and pray. But if I don't know you're calling me, how shall I come to pray? Is that call serving its purpose? And, and, then, and then there are these people who I love so much, but I don't know what they're saying. Perhaps it's Hebrew. It could be. I could be wrong but they sing in that language and and then you wonder is that meant for me or is it meant for the in group with all these groups that I've mentioned so far it seems as though the music that they give it's meant for the in group it's not meant for us who are not part of the in community hence the question we're asking this morning what is the purpose of music with the Jews with the Muslims with the Christians what is the purpose of music is it meant to edify those who are singing and those who know it or is it meant for everybody who is supposed to be called to be religious this is Facts of Faith I'm Naya Lopondon we're inviting you to come and join in 0891 school me educate me help us get to the facts of this faith you're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM the views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or of that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. Facts of Faith begins right now. Facts of Faith begins right now. Let me introduce you to our guest for this morning. We do have Denzel Erasmus. He's a Christian musician. He's a jazz saxophonist. He does the saxophone ever so well. I enjoy his music. It so happens that I do know some of the songs he plays. I'm wondering, does everybody else do? Anyways, Denzel, good morning to you and welcome good to morning, the program. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Well, thank you very much. Also, we do have Ray Perkel. He's a personal development coach and holistic therapist and a Jewish singer-songwriter. Good morning to you, Ray. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Hi, pleasure to be here. Yes, and also we do have in the studio Zane Bika, South African singer-songwriter who performs Islamic Nasheed. Now, I'm told that Nasheed is an Arabic word for song or literal meaning. It's chants. Well, 
Thank you very much. Good, good morning to you, Zane, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Let's begin with you, Zane. Um, what do you call that call for prayer again? Adana? It's uh, called Adan. Yeah, A-D-H-A-A-N. So Adan. Oh, it's Adan, not yes. Adan. Yes, that's It's right. spelled as A-D-H, but it's pronounced as A-T-H. Yes. Adan. Adan. Okay. Uh, tell me about that. Well, it, essentially, it, it's it's really just a, a Muslim tradition yes. that, uh, you know, 1400 years ago at the time of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, they needed a, a structure to know, to, you know, to instruct the, the people of the community when yes. prayer time was coming in. And because, of course, uh, Muslims predominantly pray in congregation, they required a, uh, you know, something to, to, to inform everyone. So literally, someone, you know, uh, used to rec uh, recite this prayer. And really, it's just a, um, a profession of faith. So you say, you know, there's only one God. Uh, Muhammad is the messenger of God. Right there, right there, yeah. uh, uh, Zain. Umar. I'm told this was because Umar had a dream. And then U Umar, by the way, is uh, one of the companions of Muhammad. And then he had this dream of how this should be done. Before then, this time, there was no such thing as Adhan. And then he went and spoke to his <coughs> companions. And coincidentally, not intentionally, coincidentally, Mohammed caught wind of it. He heard, of course, Umar never told Mohammed. And then Mohammed made it law and he called some guy who was some nice voice and said this should be done. Is that correct? Well, yeah. Uh, basically, they were the, the companions of the Prophet and the Prophet himself were consulting on the matter. And actually, they considered many... Uh, different aspects. They considered a bell, they considered a, a different instruments. And actually not just Omar, but a few uh, companions had a similar dream about this call to prayer. And they put it in, Muhammad consulted, peace be upon him, consulted with all his companions, and then they agreed upon this uh, This basically. My line. point is, this was never something that was, was sent to Muhammad. Yeah, I think, you know... It was sent to his companions. Yes, well, I think, you know, the, the, the beautiful part of, uh, you know, the leadership of Muhammad, peace be upon him, was always... Yes, there was revelations from God, but there were many aspects that he consulted, whether it was in, you know, uh, social relations or, you know, dealing with other tribes. So he we can agree that this is not something that comes from God. This is something that comes from his consultation with his companions. Well, we as Muslims believe that if Muhammad, uh, you know, uh, peace be upon him, approved a methodology at the time, whether it was cultural or, you know, we, we believe he was sent as a mercy to, to all of us and we follow his example. We believe that whatever he approved, whatever he said, whether it was cultural or social, or was, is part of our religion. I understand. But what I'm saying, it is not from God. Well, we believe as Muslims that uh, the God says in the, in, the, in the Quran, follow God and follow the example of the Prophet and follow his advices. So we believe that whatever he said and is recorded is what he said and what he, whatever he approved and whatever he received as revelation from God are all from God. But as far as Adhan is concerned, this is not something that was given by God. It was something that was given by his companions. Well, for example, there was many, many aspects, if I can interrupt you. For example, prayer. In the Quran, it says to pray. Yes. But it doesn't say when to pray and how to pray. Yes. That was given to the example. That's why the message accompanied a messenger, a human being. Precisely. I'm not arguing that part. I, I, I'm okay with that. So that is the fact of the matter, that this is something that came from the companions and he approved it. That's a fact, right? So we can safely say it is not a must that it must be done. This is something that was not done before Omar and the companions came up with it. And still, Muslims were still Muslims and God was still approving of conduct of Muslims I before I Umar that, came up with it. I wouldn't say that. I'll tell you why. Because the Prophet was discussing a concept of unifying. Because up until that time, prayer was at various times of the day. It yes. was only, uh, you know... It was ordained that there had to be five times a day and there had to be specific times. So it was a unifying methodology of how do we make sure everybody prays at the same time. I understand. So it was consultation. And therefore, because it was done in consultation with everyone, Muhammad, peace be upon him, approved, it became part of our faith. For example, to be pointed about it, before then, before Umar and any of the companions came up with it, there was no such thing as a call to prayer. Muslims were praying in congregation as and when they are able to come together and congregate, correct? So it is not a must that it should happen. From Muslims Muslims have always been Muslims without it. And when it was instituted, it merely became part of the package, correct? I'll give you an example. So the many, many, as in during Muhammad's life of, of let's say, 20, uh, he, he lived up to 63, but 23 years yes. of his revelation, there were many, many things that were done in the past and it was changed, whether it was through circumstance, whether yes. it was through revelation or yes. dreams or inspirations. So this was just one of those things that became part of the, uh, you know, the, the Muslim faith and yes. part of the Muslim tradition. The, the manner in which it occurred, there were many other examples of 
whether it was in, in consultation with others, whether it was uh, circumstance, yes. it has become entrenched as part of our faith. Ray uh, Perkin, Perkel. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Jewish music, do you believe it serves its purpose? Do you mean, oh, first and foremost, what is the purpose of all this music if we cannot hear it? I don't know what you mean by cannot hear it. Music is, by definition, something that you hear. Okay. I mean, if you're going to sing in Hebrew, and I don't know Hebrew, if you're going to okay. sing in Aramaic, and I cannot make out what Aramaic is all about, if you're going to sing in any of the languages that I don't understand, and that's supposed to be calling me to be with you in whatever, to be in one accord with you in whatever you're doing, wh wh why then do you do it if I'm not going to be able to partake in what you're doing? Okay, so there's two different languages that we're dealing with here. That's yes. The, that's the spoken language. Yes. And there's the, the pure language of music. The pure language of music transcends understanding. It's felt in the heart. And so it's what is that language irrespective of, of, the, of the vernacular that is sung. What is that? You know, the stuff notation? Is that the pure language of music? It's the language which, uh, which involves melody, which involves rhythm, which, in, which is uh, expressed in the actions of musicians playing instruments and the use of the voice irrespective of whether it's a company and what is it words. what is it saying it's saying whatever the the singer or the musician intends it to say but what how do i know your intention if i don't hear the words of what you're saying surely by any means of communication i must be able to decode what you're encoding correct yes so my responsibility as a musician um, is to deliver a communication from my heart and in the Jewish tradition, we we believe and we experience it as a truth, which I think anybody can accept. I have no is no problems with with, the, with yeah, music. I'm being making a true. point about how the musician expresses himself. Um, something that emanates from the heart will penetrate the heart. So if if a musician has an intention to but communicate, but that's supposed the heart, there, right? But yes. it doesn't always penetrate the heart. In fact, yeah. the, many people just don't seem to have a heart. As far as your music is concerned, you'll sing, and I don't. I don't know what you're saying. And it seems as though, as far as you're concerned, I don't have a heart if your music doesn't penetrate my heart, isn't it? Well, I suppose everybody has a different experience. Uh, and Shouldn't there be a unified experience? Because the intent is for us to be one in whatever we're doing. We have to be unified. If we're not able to unify one another through the expressions, it's defeating the purpose, isn't it? I don't believe that there are any have-tos in this context. I believe that there's an opportunity for people to take. And yeah. if something is offered as an expression of communication, it's a choice that we have. So unity is not a have-to? Correct. So unity is not a have-to. Did you just say correct? Unity is not a have-to in the Jewish tradition? Correct. Okay, so disunity is another option. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. I never expected that answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, Denzel, um, yes, you're sir. a jazz saxophonist. Beautiful yeah. music, I must agree. But Thank you. Um, for people who don't understand, who don't know your hymns, mm -hmm. um, are you, do you believe that you're serving your purpose as a Christian minister? Well, I believe I do serve my purpose because music is there to touch lives and change people's hearts in the moment. And so, so you can influence somebody through music. So yeah, that's what it is. Do you believe that you're touching the lives of the people that hear you? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Okay. What about those people who don't know what the song is? Do you imagine that their lives are touched even though they don't know what you're singing, that you're singing a nice tune, whether it is saying, I love you, or that wall is black, mm -hmm. or Jesus is king, they don't know what you're singing because they don't know the hymn. How is that touching somebody if they don't well, know the hymn? music is a universal language, so whether you don't or you don't understand it, you will still be influenced or touched by it. You know, because that is the that is part of the human heart, you know, so yeah. So effectively, you're suggesting that there is no need for anyone to understand it. As long as I feel, it's all that matters. You don't need to understand music to, to enjoy music. All right. Um, I want to open the lines 0891 We're going to take a break and come back and read your text messages and join in the conversation. Feel free to do so on Facebook, on WhatsApp. No, not WhatsApp, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on SMS 34701. That's our SMS line. And each text message will not cost you more than two, right? It's probably less than that. Stand by. 
You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. Hashtag Facts of Faith. I'm going to read some text messages. Feel free to call me right now. What do you believe? Do you imagine that all this music is serving its purpose? Um, 0891-104207. Do you believe that this music is serving its purpose? Some text messages read, Music is an amplified verbal emotion. In this regard, expressing spiritual attachment with the Almighty. That's Pops from Kronstadt. What exactly do you mean by that? Pops. Avon says, Sir, great show. Please note the church still views music, uh, rock music, as a devil's music. Uh, let's go back to the music per- Muslim perspective. Uh, there is this understanding. I'm not quite sure if it is the Sunnis or the Shias who just ban all sorts of music and then some accept only music that is from the voice and no instruments. Uh, why? Well, I think, uh, <clears throat> again, referring back to the tradition of the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, music was very simple. It was a lot of chanting. Well, not I wouldn't say music, but more singing. It was about more chanting. There was natural percussion. So almost like a, a tambourine that was being played. And, uh, you know, my type of music that I've, uh, that I've developed over the last uh, 15, 20 years is because I don't necessarily speak Arabic as, as a language and I don't speak traditional other languages like Urdu. So my music is all in English. And um, but I use the the simplicity of the instrumentation. So I use a lot of harmonies, African harmonies, because I'm from here. I use a lot of natural percussion, like the djembe or the, the tambourine. But the simplicity of the the instrumentation is key because I think there is a very strong viewpoint that too much instrumentation is not encouraged. So focus on the message, focus Why? on the word. Therein lies my question: Why is it, is is too much instrumentation not permitted? Well, I think, again, there's a difference of opinions. There are people who believe that not even the, you know, the, the, the percussion, only the, the human voice in singing in, in congregation or singing alone. And then, of course, there are people who believe, you know, any instrument is as yeah. long as the, the, the message. But I, I think that it just, again, comes down to the, the conservative approach that what was allowed and what was uh, done at the time of the question, Zane, why was it disallowed? It wasn't really necessarily disallowed, but it was what was used at the time of the Prophet. So that, peace be upon him. So that's why people... But there are communities, Muslim communities, that disallow, distinctly, expressly disallow. That's my question. Why do they disallow it so expressly? In fact, it's seen as uh, uh, evil music. Why? Not necessarily evil music, but just disallowed because it was never done at the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him. I'll give you an example. Um, with Malala. Uh, Malala was uh, not only killed, be- or not killed, shot at, and uh, they attempted her on her life, not because she was advocating for music, for, 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 for education. Malala was uh, ostracized and nearly killed because she was part of a community that says, I am allowed to sing if I want to sing. I'm allowed to go to school if I want to go to school. It seems as though there was an express dislike and a disdain for the expressions of Malala, both educationally and musically. Hence, I'm asking the question, with a community that tried to take her out to kill her, why? Why? Sorry, I, I have no idea who Malala is. Oh, Malala Yusuf Zai, the, the young lady who was uh, shot because she was advocating for education, girl education. You In don't w- remember the story? Okay, don't worry about it. That's, that's, that's why it's really not important. I, but, I, I think just from my perspective and my yes. understanding of my own faith, of course, killing someone yes. for that reason is completely disallowed. I can put there. There might be a lot of difference of opinions and maybe some... People who uh, maybe take, you know, any text yes. from any, you know, too, too far. But I can yes. definitely not condone anything, any such For example, behavior. in mosques in South Africa today, whether you go to any in Johannesburg, do you imagine we will find musical instruments there? No. Why not? Because, again, the, the, the reference point is always taken from the example of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And, and, the, reason for, and the reason for that is what I understand. The, Why was, was it not done? It was just not done. There was times when reason. there was there was times when, for example, uh, uh, Eid celebrations, wedding celebrations, when not necessarily any music. They, you couldn't find. Maybe it was fourteen hundred years ago. There yeah. wasn't many in- musical instruments. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. But there was the drums that were played, and there were vo- voices. But there was no uh, musical instruments beyond that. And besides that, there weren't any other musical instruments. Actually, our our prayer is very very simple in, yeah. in its nature. All right. Um, uh, uh, Ray, uh, when when we speak of music, I understand that there is this great uh, dichotomy between uh, artists such as yourselves who adamantly advocate for the universal nature of music. But in the actual literal expression of music, 
even with yourselves as artists, there's music that does not reach you. Music as it is. It, it, rock music, for example, as a, caller, a text message writer said there, it, by some is regarded as the devil's music, or hip-hop, or guaito, or reggae. Music, in actual truth, is not a universal language because not everybody loves every kind of music. So that's not entirely correct, is it there, right? No, it's a beautiful point you drew, that you raise. Uh, my, my reference point on this is, is uh, from the teachings of Hasidic wisdom, uh, <clears throat> which points out that everything in, in our world uh, can be understood as neutral in its potential. And it depends on how we use it and what purpose we use it for. But you see, you, 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 you threw a tangent on our conversation because we're not talking about potential. We're talking about the express effect of music in modern day South Africa. Yes. And I'm asking the question, with the music that we know to be Jewish music, for example, in South Africa, do you believe that this music is enjoyed by all South Africans by, or by just Jews, for example? Well, it's culturally related. So there's, uh, like Zane was talking about, the, the traditions that we come up with, that we are brought up with uh, in our society or in our personal communities and yes. families and so on. <laughs> so what we used to and what we know is t tends to be what we love yes. and what we use in our, in our daily lives. So effectively, mm -hmm. it is meant for the in-group, for the cultural community. It's not meant for everybody. Yes, but that's not, uh, from my point of view, it's not, it's not an exclusion of others. It that, is that effectively a, exclusive yeah. to the group. You may not intend to exclude everybody, yes. but you're exclusive to the people that understand. Exclusive not through intention, exclusive through circumstances. We all, I, I like that argument, switch <laughs> the circumstances. Those circumstances did not evoke themselves. We engineer the circumstances, don't we, Ray? When you intentionally create a certain mood with certain instruments with a particular cultural evocation, we're effectively evoking those circumstances. It's, circumstances yes. don't impose themselves on us. We create those circumstances, don't we, Ray? Fair. All right. I want to take some calls. I'm going to come back to you, uh, uh, Denzel. Uh, let's go to Machiavelli. Good morning, Machiavelli. Hey, how are you? Well, thank you. Go ahead, Machiavelli. What's your view? You know what? I like music and... I've learned something into the music as a, in general, actually. I think the music is touching. doesn't matter whether it's religion or R&B or whatever. So that brings a question to me that, or maybe I used to ask myself, because some music touch you deeply so that you feel you can cry, you feel you can cry, you feel you can, you know, all that. But... When I ask myself a question now, let's say it's an R&B, just an R&B song, or is a is a um, Luciano Pavarotti pop, or what is it? What what is what do they call it? Opera. That type of opera. Yes, thank you. So you are being touched by opera, and someone is being touched by um, a Shelly Fields song. And they're not speaking about one thing. Though the music, Shelley Fisher talking Jesus, maybe Pavarotti talking something different. And for example, your your namesake Machiavelli, Tupac. Tupac was once called Machiavelli at some point. Pac did did hip hop music. Um, then yeah, it was like called it. rap. And, and therein lies the question. When you listen to Park's music, it's not the same as you'd be listening to Luciano Pavarotti. It yeah, cannot be that we're going to be sitting here arguing that music is a universal language and yet Pavarotti would never listen to Park and Park would never listen to Pavarotti. Uh, where is the universality there? Is it serving the purpose then? Yeah. <laughs> so when, when you still talk Tupac. Tupac's got some touching songs. You understand? Dear Mama, yes. Songs like, uh, let me see, um, say, says, um, it doesn't, you, don't worry, don't worry, you don't have to get, make, make, you, you've made your point there, Machiavelli. Thank you very much for calling. Yes, um, uh, my pleasure. Denzel, um, yeah. we're listening to a very skewed conversation here, a conversation about you guys as artists, and mm -hmm. I respect your artistic yeah. right to express uh -huh. your views as you are, but the literal and the true effect of what we're talking about is that it is not a true statement to say music is universal. The actual truth is that music is very divisive. It is divisive because today, 
in South Africa today, there had been a lot of people saying this quiet of music is very radical and destructive to our children. Mm -hmm. And there are parents who feel that rock music is the devil's music. Mm -hmm. And there are some who believe even playing the saxophone and the uh, guitar, it's playing the devil's music. Very divisive, not universal at all. And again, I'm trying to understand, from what perspective would you like us to believe that music is universal if we know for a fact, for a fact that we want to ban the Muslims from, uh, from, from, from Universal to the fact that if it touches you or if you understand what is being said through music, you know, so, so yeah. And the operative word there is if, and those who if, are yeah. not touched by it are offended by it. Obviously, and then they're going to switch off the radio or the TV. Effectively not making it universal now, isn't it? Yeah. And therein lies the question. Is it serving the purpose if it is going to have the ultimate effect of dividing us instead of uniting us? If it's supposed to be the music, love of music, the, 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 what music is the, uh, the food of, of love, something like yeah, that by, yeah. by William Shakespeare. If it's supposed to be the food of love, it seems to be feeding hate more than love. Right now, with, 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 with the Adhan, there are people who are complaining about the noise mm -hmm. that is sung by these uh, Muslims and people are complaining why these Muslims, they need to be shut down. Uh, we don't all believe in that. There is more hate inculcated in the culture of these artistic expressions like music mm -hmm. than is supposed to unify us. Is this music serving its purpose, Denzel? It's only serving its purpose within various cultures and religions. So, um, so like you said, it serves its purpose with the, with the in-group. So that's what it is. And what about people who are not in the in-group? For example, in your culture, uh -huh. you're supposed to be evangelizing yep. through your music. You're yep. supposed to be inviting us to your, to, your, to, your, to your faith. There we go. But if I don't hear you saying, come to Jesus, he is the way, are you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you calling me to you? If I'm going to listen to you and I'm offended by the fact that mm -hmm. you're just blowing that thing in my ear, are you, are you calling me to Christ? Are you serving your purpose, Danzo? Well, if I don't do what I'm, what I'm commissioned to do, then I'm not saying the purpose. So are you, I'm asking you now, are you with your saxophone? Uh -huh. Do you believe that, for example, Zane or Ray in the uh -huh. studio uh -huh. are going to be called to Christ when they listen to your saxophone? Indeed. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Zane, in South Africa, we have a problem. We have a problem. I call it a problem because um, from where I stand as a, as a, as a journalist, it's, it's religious intolerance. But then again, that's because I'm a journalist. Um, but there are people who are not journalists. There are people who are not um, of that view, who view that they have the entitlement to listen to the music they want and should not be forced to listen to somebody else's music. For example, the Adhan has been banned. In fact, not banned, but the, the, the decibels have been reduced in, in Israel that you cannot, you cannot lift the volume to a certain level because there are people complaining in Israel about the Adhan. Is that really something that you can be comfortable with as a Muslim community and say, well, music is a unifying and yet it is not unifying. In fact, you're being discriminated against as far as I'm concerned. You might feel otherwise. Well, I think, um, you know, firstly, I don't consider the Adhan as music. I consider it as a, as a, as a part of the prayer. So, uh, and, and they're part, not singing part, it. Well, it's sort of put across in a melody as if we read the Quran. Yeah, we, that's we, what we're talking about. We are, we are we're, we're focusing on the tune. Okay. The tune that is put to a particular message and we don't understand that message. Yes. But for example, if you, if, you, if you read the Quran, for example, yes. it's, primary, it's in Arabic, so yes. we are instructed to recite it in a beautiful manner. Yes. So it, it does, but I don't consider that as music at all. I consider it as part of my, my so belief. So what my, is it talking? It's basically recitation. It's a recitation. And this recitation mm -hmm. is recitation put to a tune. Yes. And this tune is a distinct tune that Muslims understand. That's what I'm asking. Yes. When you listen to the Muslims doing the Adhan, yes. other people feel they must be shut down. Mm -hmm. Other people well, I, believe I that should be stopped because it is disturbing the peace of those who don't understand or even want to listen to the Adhan. I, I think I'm of the opinion that, of course, if uh, we live in a, in a country that uh, you know, celebrates freedom of religion, freedom yes. of expression, yes. then it should be, you know, everyone should be heard. And of course, if there is inconvenience to others, we should consider it. Yes. But also people should also consider, consider the others' rights. Uh, I mean, if I, for example... Are you considering other people's rights, for example, as Muslims? Because at some point, even before the Adhan, there was consideration of the bell, the church bell. Mm. You Muslims considered that, yes. but decided on the Adhan. 
Are you considering those people who don't believe in church or the for, bells or the adhan? For example, in my area where I live in Johannesburg, yes. it was one of the, you know, when the mosque was being put up, it was one of the uh, major, you know, complaints. And yes. the community agreed that they wouldn't recite the adhan aloud. It yes. would be done through transmitted to everyone's homes. And yes. that's the way it's done. So we are, we have, we are trying to be accommodating. But I think it should also try to, <coughs> we also hope that... There is some some level of tolerance across all people of all faiths. Yes. I want, I want to bring this to your attention, to all you gentlemen, that when we started this conversation, you were of the view that everybody is okay with it, everyone, this is a universal language. But as I'm listening to each and every one of you, as you speak now with the literal expression, it, it is meant to be in the transmitters, not there. And then this is why we have this question we're asking today. Is it really serving that purpose if then you're going to be doing it only for the in-group? You don't really care about us. After all, it's not really meant for those who don't understand it anyway. It seems as though from what you started off at the beginning, it's a totally different story right now. 30 minutes down the line. Let's go to Purugwana. Isaac, good morning. Good morning, Naya. How are you? Well, thank you, sir. Go ahead. Thank you very much for affording me chance. First, I got two points to raise. I think uh, for a moment uh, I had a feeling that you are a bit uh, hostile to your guest. Eh? Yes. But that is the discussion for another day. Yes. Look, uh, now uh, music has always been uh, with uh, religion for ages, ages since the ancient time of David and and them. So it is it is of no use to now uh, raise an uh, um, argument about music being played on religious congregations and so on. So my argument would easily be that music has always been part and parcel of religion. You can check from Psalm 117, Psalm 137, and Psalm Isaac, 93. that is a foregone conclusion. No one is arguing that music is part of religion. We all agree, and we want it to be part of religion. That's not the point. The point is, with music having a purpose in all religions, it's meant to affect the hearer. But the sad reality is that not all hearers are affected by the music. It seems as though it is purposed and de de deliberately meant for a particular group, not all. And yet, when Mohammed started with the Adhan, or Christians, or, Mus or, 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 or the Jews for that matter, it was meant for everyone who's hearing so that we can all come and be together in what we're doing. But it does not seem to be serving that purpose any longer. When you listen to the gentlemen in the studio, it seems as though they are comfortable with just the community or the cultural group or the in-group listening to their music and not everybody else, which in, is the purpose and the predicate of our question. It seems as though they have derailed from the initial and the original purpose of the music and religion. You understand, Isaac? Yeah, but we've got different approaches to, according to our different understanding of of our different religion. So I think it should be better if we learn to accommodate each other. Uh, you know, albeit we are different. You see, you coming from uh, uh, locations or can say townships. Yes. And you know, you know, uh, our townships people can play music throughout the night, and nobody will lay a charge tomorrow and say they send you guys are making noise and so on. All I'm saying is, if if Religious music is meant for a good purpose. Let it be. Let it not be. For example, uh, in I, the locations there, Isaac, those very people who don't complain about the music in the <coughs> locations, the moment they move to the suburbs and they yeah. hear the very same noise, they call the police. The very same people. If you're going to have Isaac living in one location, location A today, and then he becomes uh, dissatisfied with his environment. He moves to the suburbs, location B. The very same noise that he was listening to in location A, when it's played in location B, he complains, which means the issue is not tolerance. It is him tolerating the fact that he can't do anything about it in the location, but in the suburbs, he can. So that is a disingenuous yeah. statement to say people are very, to very tolerant and we should learn to be tolerant. It, it is yeah. very circumstantial. But that's very selfish because you know what? Yes. We all human beings and yes. we, we we all relieving our our stress in most different ways and music is one of the biggest stress relievers. And and, and it's inscribed in the olden days and the Bible. It was it was began back in the day. So I guess the most important thing with our people is to become more tolerant of our various uh, religious denomination. Wouldn't that be nice? Thank you very much, Isaac. I appreciate your call. All right. Th that would be nice if we were all tolerant. But then again, that dream seems to be deferred. Facts of Faith.
on SAFM. Let me begin by reading this text message. Peace upon you and the listeners. Azan is not music or a song. It's a call to prayer for Muslims. And this person spells Azan as A-Z-A-A-N. I understand if you were listening from the very beginning of the program, we did say that Azan, Azan as uh, I've been taught, Azan is a call to prayer. Put to a tune, caller. And please make a point of writing your name so that we know exactly who is saying what. Yes, we do understand and appreciate that. And that is not even the issue. The issue is with the Adhan. Is it serving its purpose if it is going to be heard only by the in-group? So we want to the next text message. Music in the context of faith is to worship God. It should never have the intention to tickle our sinful egos. That's BM. Very good there, BM. But then again, other people can't even make out what the music is saying so no eagles are tickled at all and some at some point music must have an effect on me if it's not why is it there people that's another text message people are dancing wildly and nudistically to the gospel music instrumental music should stop only vocal or choral music must take place at the churches um, I, I don't know if i'm hearing something in my ear that uh, all right. Um, Willie in Christiana. Very good point. And I want to address this to you, gentlemen, before we even continue the issue of dancing, especially with Christian music there, Denzel. Now, yeah, according to the Bible, why is it that all those Middle East countries where Jesus uh, was more famous, there are too much wars from Mudara, Martin, Geder, Mujana? I don't know what this person is talking about. We're talking about music. All right, moving on to the next. Oh, this one is a tweet. Uh, Tweet says, Purpose of religious music is to express worship, celebrate comfort, and communicate whatever the meeting calls forth. All right, very, very very good point. Um, um, Again, uh, it's a valid point. That doesn't address our question. We all appreciate all these views, but the view is, the question we're trying to get answered is, we, we know it has a purpose, but it seems as though it is not serving its purpose. Before we even get to that point, dancing and Christian music, I'm sure you've been to concerts yourself mm-hmm. um, where uh, gospel musicians would be singing this music mm-hmm. and dancing in a very not-so-Christian way. And when I say not-so-Christian way, I mean in a way that is sexually provocative. Yeah, And sexual provoca- provocation is not something that is welcomed by the Christian community. It is supposed to be something that's done by husband and wife, not in a public platform, in a religious context. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your take there? Is, is, it, is that not defiling music, that kind of dance? Well, it's, it's defiling music, um, first of all. And biblically, there's only about seven scriptures in the Bible okay. that speaks about dancing. And so the secular world has have had a lot of influence on the current generation church. Yes. And so so based on that, you know, we as the young generation, we tend to take what we see on TV and we're trying to incorporate that into church, you know. And so it's kind of a bad kind of stigma, you know. And, um, and it and, defiles the purpose. And it defiles the purpose. And, only, and especially the older generation church, yes. you know, kind of speaks out a lot against that yes you know so um so each church or each congregation deals with their own issues with regards to that matter now let's let's i want us to draw to a a universal view excuse that use of word Um, we now have agreed that uh, christians use their music for those who understand what amazing grace in saxophone music and the same applies with the muslims and the the jews it seems as we've come to understand and accept that it is well now practiced for the in group even though the purpose is not meant for the in group what then do we do what do we then do is well um in order for me not to discriminate against any other music or any other culture what i do is i would then educate myself through their music so by the time it appears on tv or on radio i would now starting to enjoy that because i've educated myself and so now i don't discriminate against them anymore so i would appeal to anybody out there start to educate yourself 
based on what you don't like mm. in order to accommodate um, everybody else. Yes. Zane, um, we have a situation and the situation needs a remedy. I personally don't view uh, the, the sanctioning of bells or the proscription of bells when the church wants to ring a bell do call its people church must be allowed to in fact i don't recall uh, okay i do recall now now that i'm thinking about it people complaining about what a church, church bell and now there's the other one people complaining about it and it seems as though people you guys are okay with being silenced and you send it to transmitters is that the way to go okay fine you don't want to hear it we'll send it to transmitters is that the way to go well i think again <coughs> as i mentioned earlier um we as 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 human beings, I mean, we 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 should be tolerant towards each other's, uh, you know, uh, religions, our traditions, our cultures, and I think yes, if there is, uh, you know, specific aspects of each other yeah. that affect each other, the person also has a right to voice that, and I think in a very civil way to try to reach a reasonable agreement. So I think, but I again, I, just in context of the music discussion, I yes. really just want to clarify that we as Muslims don't consider the Adhan as music, but when it comes to religious music itself, I really believe that music is an artistic expression. Yes. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier about Tupac or whoever. Yes. I think all of these creative people, yes. like myself and Ray, Don, uh, sorry, Denzel, uh, Denzel, yeah. uh, you know, we are creative people and it's part of our, what makes us human beings. So yes. we put it out there, we share it. A good f musician friend of mine said, why do we write music? Because yeah. we can't help it. So we share it, but it's really about whoever wants to share with us. Uh, Tupac's music wasn't enjoyed by everyone, but yes. th that didn't stop him from doing it. Uh, similarly, Pavarotti or anybody else. So I think when it comes to music, it's really an artistic human expression yes. from the beginning of time. And really it's for those who want to share it. Some people would like it, some people would not. What is the definition? What is your definition of music? The clear definition of music. What, how do you define music? Because I'm noticing that you keep on saying we don't consider it as music, as though we have a choice to consider a wall a wall or a microphone a microphone. Is it up to I, us to I, just define? What's your definition of music? Are you so in relation to the Adhan? No, <coughs> music. My, oh, just my, my. I think my definition of music would be an artistic expression that is developed, you know, whether it's in voice or whatever medium we choose, a saxophone or a guitar. Yes. And it's really, a, you know, using that medium to present something to the world and say, this is who I am. I want to read a, a definition. First of all, gentlemen, do you all agree with that definition of music? I would add that uh, very simply that on a technical level, music is defined by being a, a blend of rhythm and melody. Uh, and uh, the, you know that can be extended into the multi multiple use of instruments and and voice and so on. But it's so a language the that that primarily uses those components, rhythm and melody. Okay. And do you agree with those definitions? I agree with it so it's so beautifully said. Okay. I want to read what the Merriam-Webster dictionary and the dictionary online, and they are all in 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 concert with this whole. Um, a definition. I'm going to read one from the dictionary online. It reads vocal music. The definition of music is a noun, a vocal or instrumental sounds, or both, combined in such a way as to produce beautiful form, harmony, and expression of emotion. Do you think that definition is correct? Yeah, I would. It makes sense. <laughs> I think it's. And what? does the other not fall under this vocal or instrumental sound? combined in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion? Well, I think therein lies the, the paradox because not everyone would enjoy everybody's sounds. I understand. In your context as a Muslim, would you not say the Adhan is a vocal uh, expression such that it expresses or produces beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion? Uh, it would, it would, yes, it would expect, uh, ex uh, express emotion, but it's not from myself. It's really a, a, a uh, you know, an expression of what was expressed 1400 years ago. The same words, the same melody, it hasn't changed. So it's not really from myself. I'm just really expressing what I heard. You're not answering my question there, is I'm going to come back and give you the opportunity to get a stab at it. But I'm trying to get at it. We have a universal understanding of the English language. When we use the word music, we're using it universally. Yes, again, that word comes up. And we're trying to understand, can we use the word music when we apply it? to the Adhan, because you seem, simply want to derail 
the focus of the what the other one is and you're saying we don't consider it as music as though by definition it is not we'll come back and give you an opportunity to, to breathe on this again the entrepreneurship continues this week Rigal Fela on Tuesday Valentine's Day the Chile Boys host the Brazilians at Cisa Dugasha Stadium on Wednesday Orlando Pirates host the Clever Boys at Orlando Stadium and Ian Lakoto is at James Mutlati against Super Sports United Barroca face Dequena at New Pitamukaba kickoff is at half past seven tickets available from 40 Rand brought to you by the Premier Soccer League Facts of Faith on SAFM. All right, um, Zane, I'm going to read the definition again. And, and the question that I'm, I'm, I would like you to answer is, does the Adhan not fall squarely within this definition, since we all agree with this definition? It reads, and again, music, a vocal or instrumental sound, or sounds, or both, combined in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion. Does the Adhan not, is, is it not a vocal expression in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony and expression of emotion? No, I, would, I wouldn't agree with it. I'll tell you why. It's almost as if the recited recitation of the Quran, for example, is done in a, you know, uh, a beautiful way and might not be beautiful for everyone. Yes. Almost like spoken word. Would you say spoken word is music? There is no tone or, or, is, or tune many, to spoken many, word. Many times there's a rhythm no, and no. there is a, is a tone many, many times. I'm going to try it again. Vocal or instrumental sounds, or both, combined in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony and expression of emotion. There spoken no, word. There is no harmony in a single voice. So that they in automatically and it's combined. There is no combination in other. No, no. They're saying vocal or instrumental sounds or both. All right, all right. So you 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 adamant I'm, it's I'm not music. Not according to me and my all tradition. All right. Let me read the tech questions. I'll give you both two minutes to conclude your your your, your parting shots. Um, uh, remember early days of silent cinema. A pianist or organist portrayed the mood and meaning of the scenes with music. That's another point with the person who didn't write their text <coughs> message there. Sign it. The loud symbols are overreaching. This is how you impose your religion on others, including opening a halal restaurant in a predominantly atheist area. That's Jack and Alberton. Okay. Another one says, the point is music isn't faith isn't intended for me, you or anybody but God. If the dispenser praises God, we needn't like it, but it should never Aggravate. That's BM. All right. I'm going to start with Ray. Yes. You, um, you, you have two minutes. Your parting shots. Well, I want to say that uh, what you've been raising for us uh, is an awareness of the paradox of unity within diversity. Um, and I think that's a very important thing for us to all understand um, because ultimately we're evolving. The human family is evolving, and it has been since the beginning of time, to a point where in the Jewish faith we believe that we're now on the threshold of a messianic era where there will be universality, there will be unity. Music is an inherent contributor to that ultimate destination, which is our human human destiny, because it combines these two values that, that, that we've been touching on all the time. Um, there's love on the one hand for what is part of the in-group and what we're familiar with and what speaks to us in our individuality. But what about the others who are not in that in-group? So there we need to fall back on respect. Some people use the word tolerance, but tolerance is too passive. For me, respectfulness is about paying due attention and learning about the other. Yeah, it's more deliberate. So that balance between love on the one hand for what is familiar and likable to you and part of your culture and respect for what is not mm. provides what music is, All right. and that is harmony in All the right. human family. Ray, thank you very much. Denzel, your, your parting shot. Um, I would say um, this is a very much enlightening discussion, and I think that um, on such platforms this should be continuously spoken about so that we can continue or pass on the baton to the next generation. And so once you're enlightened more about it, 
it becomes easy to pass on. So I would say go out there and enjoy music. All right. Uh, Zane? Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with both uh, speakers. Uh, and, I, and I love uh, what Ray said in terms of uh, respect because I think it is about respect and also appreciating that we are all human beings and we all have, you know, our own traditions, our own cultures. And it's really about going out there, you know, gaining knowledge about each other and learning about each other. And that's really what brings us together as human beings. All right. Um, uh, we're going to conclude our conversation right now. And I, I, there was a, a text message and also a caller who uh, gave the information, the, the view, expressed the view that uh, when we are interviewing or talking to our guests here, our guests, uh, I'm a bit harsh on my guests. Ray, you don't feel I was harsh on you? Uh, I think you're trying to be pr- provocative. I respect that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I agree. I think it, uh, it, it brings about good dialogue and I think it questions our, you know, our own you know, opinions and I think it's really helpful sometimes. You know. Denzel? I don't think so. I just think that you did your job well and you're well informed about it. And right. you know? right. I, 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 need, I need for us to understand um, um, that when we engage in these conversations, we we need to have somebody who's going to be giving some direction at some point. If I let Ray speak, and he'll speak till the cows come home, or Zane for that matter, or Denzel. And if we are to have some finality to some some direction in our conversation, uh, we we just might not get to that point. So um, I want to read the purpose um, to our conversation, so that those of you who don't understand may know. And in the future. Um, uh, can I get my bed, please, Jabu? Um, um, uh, 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 and, and we, I'd like you to understand this clearly. I'm going to read verbatim as we have addressed that it as a, as a team. The purpose of this debate, facts of faith, one, is to afford our representatives a chance to explain and to enlighten. Two, to distinguish between myth and truth. Three, to interrogate and dissect the question exhaustively. Four, to answer long-standing and unanswered questions. Five, to make religion more clearer and transparent. And also to afford South Africa an opportunity to be a nation in an open and frank conversation with itself. We cannot do that if I'm passive. South Africa, we are not going to be able to do that in an hour if I'm passive. So please, understand, I always speak to my guests and they are all okay with it. Please don't be offended when I interrupt them and I ask them questions and I seek the answer. I hope we all understand. This is the purpose of the program, not to offend you or them for that matter. All right, that's how we conclude today's edition of Facts of Faith with me, Nayelu Pondora. I'm glad we had the opportunity to get this out of the way. And next week, we'll do the very same thing. Don't forget, our programs are now on podcast. Well, I'm trying to update our podcast, but they are available on our our Facts of Faith website on www.sfm.co.za. Let's go to Anne Musa with the news at 11.